Welcome to the Boss in Heels podcast with your host, Lara Nassessian, the podcast that shares the mindset, habits, tools, and tactics of inspiring women. Hi everyone, I'm Lara Nassessian and welcome to Boss in Hills. I'm so happy to be here with each of you today and share some insights and experiences with each of you that I hope you will find useful and give you some food for thought and hopefully you will leave today's episode with some golden nuggets and perhaps a fresh take on things as well. I really love hearing from my amazing podcast community and really, really love it when you guys take a screenshot and share with me your key takeaways from these episodes. Like honestly, it makes me so happy to see when you guys share the podcast on your socials. You guys know the drill. If you are enjoying the show, then really the best way to show your support is to subscribe, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and also to jump on to my new YouTube channel called Boston Hills TV. I will put the direct link in the show notes to make it really easy and accessible. I can't tell you how much getting subscribers and getting likes and all of those types of things helps. They're not just vanity metrics. What it does is it actually helps us to grow and it helps me to be able to continue to produce content for you guys and continually bring value to you guys. So without that kind of support, it just, it's not feasible for for these types of shows to continue. And, you know, this is the thing that really lights me up and the thing that I love doing the most. So all of your support goes such a long way. And I'm so, so grateful for each and every one of you. Um, I have such a loyal podcast following and um, I hear from a lot of you and I, it really, really makes me happy to hear that these solo episodes are something that you find really valuable and beneficial. So, with that being said, I'm really happy to share today's episode with you, which is my five biggest life lessons that I have learned. So, I am going to be turning the big three five later this year. And I would like to think that I've had some pretty extraordinary experiences professionally and personally, which have allowed me to do certain things, which have allowed me to grow and develop as a person. But I've also invested a lot into myself, into my business, into growing my brand, into building my career. And because of those types of experiences, I feel like it's really beneficial to sometimes take a moment to look back and reflect and think to ourselves, you know, what, what are some of the big things that have really stood out for me? What are some of the biggest lessons that I've learned and how can I share those experiences? all those lessons with people so that it can help them in their own journeys, in their own careers. And so, I will dive straight into today's episode. And the first life lesson that I wanted to share with each of you is that with adversity comes opportunity. This is a really big one for me because it really hit home, I would say, at the beginning of COVID when 
the world was shutting down. There was so much hysteria. There was so much uncertainty. There was a lot of adversity. We were going through a time where we were operating through uncharted waters. We'd never experienced anything like this before. And it was just a really unusual time. And to be honest, it still kind of is an unusual time. <laughs> Let's face it. Um, I don't think we could have ever seen or predicted something like this happening in, in the span of our lifetime. I know I certainly did never, never expected anything like this to happen. And I was sort of interested to take a bit of a step back at that time because I saw that the media was instilling a lot of fear into people. And that is why we ended up seeing these, you know, panic shopping behavior, like we're going to run out of food and people taking videos of customers in a shopping center fighting fighting and hitting each other over the last rolls of toilet paper. Like these are all, (laughs) they sound ludicrous, but these are real scenarios. These are real things that we were experiencing, viewing, watching, listening to. And I just did not want to take that approach. I, I realized that I was in a very fortunate position because I didn't lose my job. You know, I was still able to work. I was still able to have a roof over my head, have food coming in. You know, I never had to really worry about, you know, am I going to be able to, you know, afford to pay the bills and things like that. Like that fortunately, you know, never really became an issue for me. And I know that that was, a real situation that many, many people had to face. And I know that it's been an extraordinarily challenging period for anyone who has lost their jobs, their livelihoods, their businesses. These are real things that people have gone through. So, I don't want to take away from that. I'm just saying that this is my experience is that I felt like I was in a very fortunate position. But the other thing was that I noticed was that okay, well, if no one else is traveling and all of these people who were usually so busy and so difficult to get a hold of are spending more time at home and they've had their meetings canceled, they've had their plans canceled, they've had their travel canceled, everyone is at home, everyone is self-isolating and a little bit of a light bulb <laughs> went off in my mind at that point. And I thought to myself, do you know what? When am I ever going to get another opportunity in the history of time to utilize this time and do the thing that I really want to be doing? And always made an excuse that I didn't have enough time, that, you know, I couldn't get any guests on my show. You know, there was a whole array of excuses that I was telling myself as to why I could not proceed with my podcast because I did one episode with Elena Cardone and that was just such an unbelievable opportunity and I jumped all over that. And if you don't know the story, I think I share that in an earlier 
podcast episode, which I will find and put in the show notes for you guys, um, where I share my personal story and how I started the podcast. So I'll find that episode and I'll link it in the show notes. But aside from that, I was kind of in a bit of a lull and then I didn't quite know what direction to take the podcast in. Um, and I just started reaching out to people on Instagram, on LinkedIn, um, and I was saying to them, you know, I've, I'm starting my podcast. I've already interviewed Elena Cardone, which gave me some street cred and um, some good backing behind me that, you know, she was my first guest on the show and she's so extraordinary in so many ways. And um, I started just reaching out to people and eventually, you know, it's just statistics, right? Like if you put yourself out there, you know, and you get rejected 99 times, then statistically speaking, you know, it might be the hundredth time that someone says yes to you. I'm not saying that I got rejected 99 times in this situation, but there were a lot of people that would just even never, never come back to me. They would just never respond or they would respond and say, thanks so much, but you know, like I'm busy with this, that and the next. And I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, I'm not going to take it personally, but I'm not going to let that perceived rejection get in the way of doing this. And so, I just went for it wholeheartedly and I used that as an a real opportunity and a rare time to get hold of these extraordinary women. And what do I know? You know, I started getting my second guest, my third guest, my fifth guest, my 10th guest. And what I found was by having these extraordinary women come on the show, they would then you know, recommend that I would then, you know, interview someone else in their own network. And then I would have PR agencies catch on to the show and start pitching clients to me to come on the show. And I was like, wow, like one guest led to my next 10. And that is how I've now been able to record over 50 episodes because there's just been this positive chain reaction in terms of getting guests and getting really credible which is really important to me, getting really credible guests on the show. And to the point that now I have to turn down certain offers and um, people that pitch themselves or pitch their clients on the show because I check out their profile. My team checks out their profiles and they say, well, you know, Lara, this is maybe not a, a good fit right now, or, you know, they might not be meeting certain criteria that we need our guests to have on the show so that we are maintaining a high level of credibility and also having guests that are actually going to provide value to my guests. Like that's something that I really pride myself on and something that's really important to me. So like my podcast blew up and exploded last year and, you know, it became a top rated chart on Apple Podcasts Australia and amongst other countries as well um, on the career charts and was featured in some pretty sensational publications and the kinds of opportunities that have presented themselves to me as a result of the consistency and hard work that has gone on behind the scenes for the show has really started to pay itself off. And 
I could have looked at that time and I could have felt sorry for myself. I could have just said, oh, I'm really bored. I could have just Netflixed my way through self-isolation. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of those things. And I'm not claiming that I did not watch any Netflix shows during that time either. I did. I just put a bit of discipline around it and framework around it. And I also looked at this like an unbelievably rare time to create the thing that I knew that I should have been doing all along. All the excuses had gone. None of those excuses were valid anymore. And it was game time. Like it was time to make something of this. And so that has been a really big life lesson for me is that with adversity comes opportunities. So just because things might seem like they're not going your way or just because we're surrounded by chaos and ambiguity and all of these things doesn't mean that something extraordinary cannot come out of it for you. The opportunities are there if you look for them and if you actually act on them. And Oprah Winfrey said this, and she said that this really resonated with me, by the way, but I heard her talk on a podcast and she said that luck is when preparation meets opportunity. I'm going to say that again. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And I could not agree with that statement more. People might look at other people and think, oh, they just got really lucky. I don't think that's the case. I think that you had to be really prepared. You had to put in the work. You had to put yourself out there on some level whether it's energetically or otherwise. And then that in that moment, an opportunity presents yourself to do something and the choice is yours. You either take it or you leave it. And if you leave it, you don't know when that opportunity may present themselves again. And for me, with the Elena Cardone situation, I knew that an opportunity like that would not present itself to me again. I don't know when I would have ever had the opportunity to sit down with her ever again. And so everything that I had been doing up until that moment was preparing me for that moment, even though I didn't know it at the time. But when we have the luxury of hindsight, we can see that all of these dots connect and it puts us on what can be an absolutely extraordinary trajectory. And so that is probably one of the biggest lessons for me is just learning that with adversity comes opportunity if you look for it and if you take it and if you grab it and you do something with it. And that is exactly, you know, how I was able to build the momentum and and gain that progress with my show. And I just wanted to share that with you because I think that's really powerful for me. And, you know, I hope that you'll start to think about these kinds of opportunities a little bit differently for you. And if, you know, everyone is going one way, then maybe start thinking about how you can go against the grain, how you can do something different, how you can stand out in that situation, how you can make a really shitty situation into an opportunity to do something with it. So we can never control what happens to us, but we can absolutely control how we respond to it. And that's what I would love each of you to think about is, you know, when something 
bad or perceived negative experience happens to us, what could, what's the lesson? What's the opportunity? What can we do about it? And that is where the magic lies. So, number one is with adversity comes opportunity. The second life lesson that I wanted to share with you is that an investment in yourself is the best investment that you could ever make. I live my life by this <laughs> and am such a big advocate in investing in yourself, investing in your personal development, your professional development, your mindset, all of those types of things. I think that when we actually invest the time, money, energy, resources into ourselves, into our development, that pays a reward 10 times the initial investment. Anytime I have invested in something to do with my personal or professional development, I have received an enormous reward for that. And, you know, the initial outlay has, you know, paid itself 10 times over. And you don't have to necessarily even spend a lot of money to invest in yourself because these days we are so fortunate that we have a plethora of knowledge, information and insights which are available to us for free. This podcast that you are listening to right now, you are listening for free. The only investment that you have to make is your time, which I know is a very valuable investment, but it doesn't cost you anything. You don't have to pull anything out of your pocket and pay for investing in yourself. There are so many books that you could read. There are so many podcasts that you could listen to. There are so many courses that you can complete. There's a course for everything, whether you want to, you know, learn a very sort of particular skill or a niche, or you just generally want to work on your mindset or your career. There's a course in between. There's a course for everyone. And even working with a coach, working one-on-one with a coach is such a great investment. When you've got a particular challenge or a particular part of yourself that you want to work on and you want to improve, there are so many amazing coaches out there that specialize in different areas and different aspects of your your career, your mindset, your life, your communication, anything. Um, it's not a surprise to you guys because if you listened to one of my recent episodes on Boston Hills TV, if you watched us on on YouTube with Chris Morsley, who is my personal coach, who I've worked with for about three years now. And um, 
he's amazing and he's an expert in power and presence and he helps me to be more me. And if you watch that episode, which I highly encourage you to do so if you haven't already, and if you can watch it rather than listen to it, I think you kind of get a bit more of the magic of Chris and who he is and what he does and how he helps people. But, you know, I was paying for that out of my own pocket you know, three years ago when I wasn't even making the kind of money that I was making today. And, you know, that was a lot of money for me to to have, you know, 90 minutes with Chris was like a pair of Louboutin shoes or, you know, could have been, you know, a, more than a, a nice weekend away or, you know, there's so many other things that I could have chosen to do with that money. But I chose to invest it in a coach and in turn invest in myself. And that work is priceless to me. Like I would, I don't think I'd even be who I am if it weren't for the influence that he had on me. And I say that because he's helped me to just become so comfortable with sharing my vulnerabilities and not feeling like I had to be this perfect polished version of myself because that's not real. And the way that I speak to you guys now, it's so real. And that's why when people listen to my show or they follow me on social media and then they end up meeting me in person or they end up deciding to work with me as a coach um, personally or professionally, depending on what their requirements are and what they're looking for, the first thing that people say to me is, you sound exactly like I thought you would. Or you look exactly how I thought you would when I've like randomly met, you know, some of my amazing followers like on the street um, or at certain events. That's one of the things that people say to me. And I think that's so important is just to be consistent with who you are and not having to wear this shield and wear this armor all the time because it's exhausting and it's so much easier to just be yourself. And, you know, for me, like I literally am just talking to you guys right now with just five points, five dot points in front of me. And, you know, it's not scripted. This is completely just me talking candidly to you guys. And he has helped fast track me to get to that point and help me do so much of that unlearning that may have taken years and years and years. And I may have still never been able to really get there. And so there's so many things like that, that depending on who you are, depending on what you do, whether you want to excel in your career, whether you want to start your own business, your brand, your podcast, your blog, you know, your show on YouTube, like whatever the hell it is that you want to do, like do yourself a favor and go and invest in that subject. Go and invest in that topic. Study the people that are already doing the things that you want to be doing. Learn from them. Listen to how they talk. Listen to the kinds of things that they're talking about. What is it that the that you really like about those people? You know, what are the common themes or the common threads amongst those people who you really admire? You know, listen, observe, watch, and then, you know, bring your own uniqueness to it. You know, be authentic. I know that's such an overused term, but it's so true. You know, we get tired of seeing people who aren't authentic and eventually you will get caught out because you can't sustain that forever. (laughs) 
and um, there's only so far you can go with that. So I think just, you know, learning to invest in yourself, your mindset, your money mindset, your career mindset, your personal development, all of these types of things. Whenever I have invested my time, money, energy, time, money, energy, or other resources into doing something like that, it has paid me an enormous reward. And I highly advocate for investing in yourself. And that is a huge life lesson that I've learned and something that I absolutely live by. So number two is that an investment in yourself is the best investment you could ever make. The third life lesson that I have learned is to never turn down the sound of your own ambition simply to make others feel more comfortable. This is a huge lesson for me being someone who was a people pleaser, being someone who was made to feel that she was small made to feel like she had to be a certain way, act a certain way. She was living life according to the terms that other people expected of her. She was living life on preset tracks, which is, you know, go to school, get good grades, be extremely studious, be a perfect shouldn't be a perfect human, whatever the hell that means. Go to university, also get good grades at university, you know, spend tens of thousands of dollars. And for my, me, you know, spending five years doing two degrees at university, which I don't regret. I'd never regret getting an education. But then, you know, eventually landing a well-paid job and starting the treacherous journey of climbing the corporate ladder and then, you know, get married, have kids, buy a house with the white picket fence. And, you know, once you have your first kid, then people will start asking you about your second or your third. It just never stops. And so at some point you have to stop and ask yourself, is this the life that I want to be living? Is this living life on my terms or is this living life on the terms of other people? Is this what other people expect of me or what I actually want for myself? And the thing is that I was on these preset tracks for so long that I never even stopped to question it until I got to a point in my mid-20s that I realized that I had so much more to give, that there was so much more to life than going to work, coming home, having dinner, maybe winding down with some TV, going to sleep, getting up and doing it all again the same day, and then filling up my weekend by saying yes to all of these invitations of requests of where everyone else wanted me to be. But what about what I wanted? What about what felt right for me? What about what filled up my cup? What about the things that fueled my soul? What about the things that genuinely made me feel 
good made me feel a peace, a sense of peace and joy. What about all of that kind of stuff? And what about if I have these crazy big dreams and big ambition? What if me just going to work and getting paid multiple six figures is not enough for me, is not enough for me to live the life that I want to live? What if I want so much more? What if I don't want just good? What if I want extraordinary? And I'm not just talking about financially, I'm talking about my life. I'm talking about doing what I do, how I want to do it, when I want to do it, where I want to do it, having complete freedom. What about the purposeful work that I was destined to do? What does that look like? You know, what is it that I really want? What would my life look like if I had absolutely no limitations? And it is so remarkable to actually ask yourself these questions and to let yourself go on this journey of self-discovery. Because if we don't get ask ourselves good questions, we're never going to get good answers. So be brave, think big, ask yourself bold questions because the universe favors the bold and be willing to put yourself out there as much as it will bring up feelings of discomfort or judgment or make other people around you feel insecure about themselves. Because guess what? They might be not able to do the things that you're doing. And that's when people try to chop you down. <laughs> and in Australia, we have this thing here called, you know, tall, tall poppy, tall poppy syndrome, whereby we don't allow people to get too big or get too tall or do too many great things because, you know, we have this underlying feeling of jealousy that we want people to do good, but we don't want people to do better than us. And watch out for those people because they're not your people. You want people around you who make your insane, crazy, outrageous, audacious goals feel normal. They are now my kinds of people. The the ones that I tell them what I want to achieve and they're like, cool, how do we get you there? Not a, oh, that's so dumb. Why would you want, why would you bother doing that? Good luck with that, Lara. The amount of times I've heard people say that about my goals, I just like, I don't care. I don't listen to it anymore. I'm not going to let the opinions of other people dictate the kind of life that I know that I'm capable of living. So having an unstoppable mindset and, you know, not turning yourself down, not minimizing yourself to make other people feel comfortable. That has been a huge life lesson and something that has taken years <laughs> of work. I'm not pretending that I just suddenly woke up one morning and everything just happened. No, this has been constant work in progress to get to a point that I just 
pursue my crazy goals and don't really care what anyone else has to say about it except for a select few people in my inner circle whose opinions I really cherish and trust. So, number three life lesson is to never turn down the sound of your own ambition simply to make others feel more comfortable. The fourth life lesson that I have learned is that your mess can become your message. So I touched on this recently in my solo episode where I talked about how to build a powerful personal brand. And if you haven't listened to that episode, then I recommend that you do because I think that in this day and age, building a personal brand is something that is relevant for everyone. It's just the way of the world. It's just the way that we operate now. And, you know, you have to be willing to show up online and to put yourself out there. But one thing that I really learned is that, you know, our struggles, when we share our struggles, when we share our story with other people, that is really powerful because we often think that no one else understands or relates to the things that we've gone through in our life. And sometimes it's the thing that we're the most ashamed to talk about. And so we hide it, we conceal it, we don't talk about it, we don't bring it up, we hope that we don't get that part of our life or that th- that character flaw or whatever we think it is. We hope that we don't get found out about that. But The reality is that our problems are so much more common than we even think that they are. And, you know, all human problems or issues come down to the same fundamental things. And, you know, ultimately, we all want to feel heard. We all want to feel seen. We all want to feel loved. You know, these are all basic human requirements and needs. And one thing that I learned was that by sharing my struggles, it inspired others and it gave permission for other people to do the same. And I've now been building certain things for Boston Hills around my mess becoming my message and how I overcame certain challenges and struggles in my life and how I was able to get myself out of it. And now I'm able to help other people that are going through the same things that I was two years, five years, 10 years, 15 years ago. And those people are often found in the form of my coaching clients and people who want to work with me or people who listen intently and follow me intently because they can relate to that. You know, a certain part of us can relate to that painful experience that we've all had. You know, it's impossible to be a human being and to not have some kind of painful memory or experience. You know, we wouldn't be human if we'd never experienced something like that. And so, Why not share that? You know, why not find your own voice and share that message in a way that only you can share? Because the reality is that someone could share that same message in what you think might be a a much more compelling way, but it might not resonate or relate to 
that person because that person might relate to you because you might feel closer to home to what they've gone through. Or maybe it happened more recently to to you and therefore you've got these recent experiences that you can share versus someone who I know I bring her up a lot on this show, but I so admire her like Oprah Winfrey. She might feel like, you know what, she's gone through her fair share of adversity and childhood abuse and trauma, but, you know, she's now operating in a completely different stratosphere, (laughs) which might seem out of reach, whereas, you know, the girl next door, you know, might resonate and relate more to you because she's going through what you're going through now. And maybe she just came out or a couple of years ago or five years ago came out of the other side and now she's doing the kinds of things that you want to be doing. And so you can learn from that. So the best, you know, teachers are the people that have gone through the things that, you know, you've gone through or you are going through or that you want to experience. And it really helps to just resonate and relate with those people. And so one big lesson that I've learned is to really just own my story and to own my mess and to own my struggles and to share really vulnerably about, you know, what have been some of the challenges that I've gone through. And that's why I love talking on the podcast because I can just share everything from my own unique experiences and in the hope that that, you know, resonates or relates to someone and hopefully I'm speaking to to someone and hopefully someone listens to this and they think, oh my gosh, I can relate exactly to what she's talking about. So, you know, your mess can become your message. You can build your whole business and your whole brand about how you went from X and then how you went from X to Y and now how you can teach other people to go from X point to Y point. And this is why you've got these tried and proven strategies because you've done it. You've done it yourself. And so you are your own case study. And when you talk about that, when you communicate that, when you share that, like I said, that's so powerful because people really resonate and connect to that. And it's your real human realness, rawness, vulnerability that makes you real and makes you human, not the perfect, shiny, polished version of you. So the fourth lesson is that your mess can become your message and just to own it. The fifth and final life lesson that I want to share with you, and this is such a big one for me, but that gratitude allows more goodness to come into your life. So I was actually talking to my husband about this the other day because I have been keeping a gratitude journal for, I'm going to say, if I had to guess, maybe it's been a bit over two years now, where I have without fail, written down every single morning the things that I feel grateful for. So when I first started doing this practice, it felt quite forced and it felt quite unnatural. And I would just kind of start with three things and I would constantly just say, you know, I feel grateful for my health. I feel grateful for my husband and my family and their health. And I feel grateful for my job. 
they were like the three things that would come up. And sometimes I'd say I'm grateful for my home or, you know, I'm grateful for, you know, a really nice dinner last night. The thing is it kept evolving over time. And then I got more and more specific and more and more detailed. And then before I knew it, three, you know, repetitive things every single day then turned into 10 things, you know, 10 things I felt grateful for. Maybe it was something really specific. Maybe it was a really nice dinner that I had, you know, the night before, you know, maybe it was something that someone in my team did that was like really nice for me or, you know, that was just really well received and really touched me in some way. Um, And ever since I've started this gratitude practice, the amount of goodness that has come into my life has increased exponentially, exponentially. I can't even begin to tell you. And the only thing that I can pin it down to is the fact that I have been practicing gratitude on a daily basis. I've built it into my morning routine And I've been focusing on, therefore, all the goodness in my life and what I already have, as opposed to thinking about all of the things that I don't have. And what you focus on expands. It it really does. If you focus on all of the things that you have and all of the things that you're grateful for, then all of that goodness expands. You just get more good, goodness coming into your life. Whereas when you focus on all of the things that you don't have and you're coming from a place of lack, then what you are focusing on is, you know, expanding. And so therefore the things that you don't have just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and more and more and more. And doing this gratitude practice and really just becoming what I hope, you know, is a really grateful person is really life-changing and it takes less than five minutes to do this every single day. And the rewards, like I said, have been exponential. And I really believe that by focusing on all of the things that I do have, that I've been able to just have, oh my gosh, an overwhelming amount of gratitude and goodness flow into my life in so many different ways from a financial perspective, from a relationship perspective, from an energy perspective, from a health perspective, in every way possible. And I really think that it's such a worthwhile thing to do and practice to put in place if you are someone that struggles with this or has thought about it and and hasn't actually implemented, I highly recommend that you start building this into your morning routine before the day gets away from you or perhaps, you know, in the evening when you want to take five minutes to just reflect and wrap up the day that was. Um, And I don't think that it takes away from my goals either because I think a common misconception is that oh, if I just focus on what I already have and I'm just grateful on what I have, well, how am I going to do that? And also, you know, have big goals. And the thing is you can do both. You can absolutely do both because I do both because I'm grateful for what I have, 
but I also know I have a whole lot of work ahead of me and a whole lot of other crazy audacious goals ahead of me in my life that I want to achieve. So I'm grateful for where I'm at, but I'm also really excited about the future and for all of the amazing goals and milestones that I know I still have to complete in my life. And it's just a really exciting, beautiful, exhilarating place to be operating from. And I really just felt compelled to make sure that that was included because, I, like I said, I can't tell you how much it's really multiplied the goodness in my life in the last couple of years. And um, it just becomes more and more and more. And sometimes I have to like just actually pinch myself at how lucky I feel. And so I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you got some good insights or little nuggets from it. Just to recap, the first life lesson that I shared was that with adversity comes opportunity. Number two is that an investment in yourself is the best investment you could ever make. Number three is to never turn down the sound of your ambition simply to make others feel more comfortable. Number four is that your mess can become your message. And number five is that gratitude allows more goodness to come into your life. So if you enjoyed this episode, if you got anything away from it, then I please ask that you Take a moment to subscribe, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and like and subscribe on YouTube and also recommend it to a friend or family member or someone you work with in your team who you'd know would really benefit from listening to these episodes and also to take a screenshot and share it with me and tag me on Instagram at bossinhills underscore so that I can reshare your posts. And um, I really, really love seeing those come through. So I'm going to leave that episode for there um, for, for now. And um, if you guys have any questions or anything in particular that you want to learn more about or any particular podcast episodes that you'd like to see me include, then send me a DM on Instagram. Like I said, it's at Boston Hills underscore. You can email me. My email is lara at bostonhills.com. You can fill out a contact form on my website, bostonhills.com. You can also reach out on LinkedIn, which is Lara Nassessian. So thank you so much for listening. I really hope you got a lot out of this episode. I really appreciate and I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for listening to these episodes. And I hope that depending on whether you are listening to this in the morning, afternoon, evening, that you have a great rest of the day and remember to be good to yourself and to each other. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Boss in Heels podcast. Be sure to visit bossinheels.com for a ton of information, resources, and articles on all things career and personal development. And subscribe to this podcast for all future episodes.